You're listening to Muse Live. Anytime, any place, any show. Featuring the one and only Muse. Hey everyone, welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Muse Live. I'm your host, Thomas Hunt, and the first episode of Loki, a brand new Disney Plus series, has dropped. So, I am more than uh, more than ecstatic with what they've given us this episode. Um, on my last uh, on my last pod, on my last podcast, my last episode that I've done, uh, I made the complaint that uh, the Disney Plus shows have been um, their episodes have been really short. Uh, with occasional something like every once in a while, they give you an episode like in WandaVision, The final episode was I think it was about fifty minutes long. Uh, I was super happy to see, and uh, here's hoping that they keep, that they keep it up. Uh, but the first Loki episode was, uh, I think, I think it was over fifty minutes long, and um, some of, some of it consisted of clips that we've already seen, but a lot of it was fresh new stuff. And <laughs> I'm gonna go into exactly what's going on. Um, if you haven't seen the episode yet, stop. Go try and watch it. Um, if you don't have Disney Plus, I would recommend going to like maybe a reaction uh, channel on YouTube. They, 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 I think they have that up by now, and um, you can you can go ahead and just and uh, watch it there. They have it'll show clips. It won't be the full thing, obviously, because they can't show it on YouTube. Um, obviously, I don't support piracy, but I'm sure there are other um, sites like on like Daily Motion or something where they have the full thing. Uh, so you can go look. You can go look for it there. I would, either way, I would recommend watching it before listening to this podcast. So, spoiler warning for all of you. So, it starts out with Loki, uh, and seeing new stuff from Endgame, Loki escaping. And we hear Thor shouting, Loki, Loki, because Loki just disappeared out of nowhere, and they realize we just let Loki escape. Um, and so, Loki's off, and he gets sent to, and by the way, before in between this, we get in like a title sequence. And, um, I, I, hopefully there's going to be the continued title sequence for Loki, but it's super interesting. It's like a, um, it's almost like a, uh, like a Twilight Zone-esque, uh, title theme. And I, I don't, I, I don't exactly know how to explain it. You kind of have to see it for yourself, but it's extremely interesting. It's all in black and white. And, um... It looks like old time, like TV, black and white TV, and you kind of get a WandaVision feel from that. It, it's really interesting, and I, I really like the way they did that. So we see Mo- Loki, and he's in Mongolia, because that's where the stone took him. He just tried to escape. I, I don't. He just went to a random place and took him to Mongolia. Uh, so he looks around. He's surprised. He's in the middle of the desert, um, and he looks around. The the uh, space stone is or Tesseract at this point, because it's still the Tesseract, is across from him, uh, lying on the ground. He rips the, uh, the like, gag thing that Thor put on him so that he couldn't talk. He rips that off, and immediately the TVA agents arrive. They come out of their little, like, door portal things. Uh, they get the weapons ready, and they tell him that they're, that he's under arrest for crimes against the sacred timeline. So... We've heard a lot about the sacred timeline in the trailers, but what exactly is the sacred timeline? 
Well, I was overjoyed to learn that they they actually tell us what it is in this episode, and they explain it to us. But all may not be as it seems, and let's let's just wait for that. So they so Loki gets taken inside. He gets registered. Um, he gets his clothes like melted off by this weird robot thing, and then he's in a jumpsuit. Um, also, actually, really quickly, I just want to point out when they were arresting him. She slapped him with the baton and made him move at like one sixteenth of a second, and so he could feel all of the pain. But um, he was in real time, but he was still moving, uh, super super slowly. So then they they cuff him and they get his like little like neck band thing on, uh, while he's still you know standing up, getting his face slapped with the uh, with the baton, because he's still moving at one sixteenth speed. So I just thought that was really cool. It was a really cool shot, and I love the way they did that. So Loki is brought inside the Time Variance Authority. He gets his jumpsuit, and he's told to take a ticket. And there's this other guy who who um, mentions that his dad is like the head of Goldman Sachs, uh, or isn't or owns Goldman Sachs, and. <laughs> That's not really going to help you here, buddy. You're in like a, a multiversal time realm. And I'm just kind of wondering, what is it that this guy did to get, um, what is that? Was it that this guy did to get, um, to be a violation of, of the TVA? Anyway, um, I just found it, I just found it very interesting and just, it was funny. It was, it was a little funny gag. So, uh, so he gets, so he's told to take a ticket. Um, the other guy that's there with Loki doesn't take a ticket, and then he's asked for a ticket, and gets like zapped by the guy with his baton, and gets completely erased from existence. And Loki's obviously rattled. He's like, "Holy cow!" So he reaches into his, um, he reaches into his coat for his ticket, finds it, and then he uh, and he goes through. So he's led to his courtroom, where he's uh, where he's told that he will be um, erased from existence. Uh, first crimes against the sacred timeline, but um, <clears throat> luckily for him, Owen Wilson is there, and he he speaks up and and he wants to use Loki to help track down the Loki variant that is killing uh, a lot of their TVA agents and setting traps for them and stealing their timeline reset. And here's something that I actually forgot to mention: when they capture Loki, they reset the timeline behind him, and we see like this purplish energy um come out of the machine but it's abruptly cut short and we go back and and, and we focus on loki and there's a sinister undertone here and, and not many people are talking about it i don't think the timeline is simply reset and everything goes back to normal and everyone's happy i think the timeline is completely and utterly destroyed it wiped from existence and I have proof to back this up. We've seen in trailer shots Sofia Martino's character, which many people are assuming is Lady Loki. Some of the people are saying she's a chantress, but it wouldn't really make sense in context, at least so far. It seems more likely she's going to be Lady Loki. Um, so Lady Loki is it's essentially a female version of Loki. Um, and she's sitting on like this planet, and there's purple like energy all around her, and the moon's exploding, and the entire universe is collapsing. And we see Loki on the planet with her, and it looks like he's trying to get Sofia DiMartino's character off of the planet. And the other interesting thing that we see is um, we also see this shot of 
like this one piece of like uh like dirt or or some sort of um i guess terrain and it's got like a bunch of holes in it it looks like a piece of swiss cheese and it's misshapen and it's surrounded by purple energy so i'm wondering maybe that's us seeing in like the final episode or something what these timeline reset things actually do and maybe the tva aren't actually the good guys and they're and they 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 they're they're frauds and the three um uh the three like uh time time god lizard things that that they say that um are like all powerful and created their organization actually um either they don't exist or they're actually just corrupt um anyway i'm sorry i'm getting off the <laughs> i'm super excited so i'm i'm just gonna i just started theorizing let's get back to the recap and then i'll go on with my crazy insane theories that probably won't turn out to be true but are fun to say anyways so <clears throat> uh so loki watches this little like uh documentary with this uh like mascot called miss minutes and she talks in a south <clears throat> i'm not even trying to do it she talks in a southern accent i'm not gonna try and do that um <clears throat> but and she, she it's 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 very strange and surreal and uh it kind of reminds me of the, what was that what was that little like mascot guy called from um jurassic park was that like mr dna or something kind of reminds me of that honestly like i guess i is in like the animation style or something it just reminds me of it anyway so she explains that the three timekeepers the, the the like time lizard looking god things uh basically stopped a multiversal war because there was a bunch of multiverses and they were all fighting for uh superiority and again i want I want, I want us all to take a grain of salt with everything the TVA say, because I don't trust them. I want us all to take a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. So, what I think... What I think we might be seeing is a fabric... Is, is, is something... Okay. I am going to stay on the recap and not stray off onto other topics. I gotta focus on the recap because I am just going off to the theory world here. So, essentially, um, they take they took all of the timelines and they made them into one sacred timeline, the the perfect timeline. And they created the TVA to stop anyone from streaming off and destroying the sacred timeline and making branch realities. And the sacred timeline that we see is the MCU timeline that we that we know and love. You know, you got Captain America, Iron Man, etc. And so, again, take it with a grain of salt. So Loki gets, um, so he he gets sprung by Owen Wilson or Mobius M. Mobius. And uh, if you don't, if the name Mobius sounds familiar, the Mobius strip was the thing that Iron Man uh, or Tony Stark used to create his time travel device. A Mobius strip, and I, I'm not going to go into the science of it all because that would take probably the rest of this podcast because it's very confusing. But essentially, um, it, it's if the name sounds familiar, that's where you've heard it before. It's not. It's not a reference to that. That character had already existed in the comics, and the Mobius strip wasn't a reference to that character. It's an actual thing 
but if that name sounds familiar, that's where you've heard it before. Um, so, Mobius and Mobius, and um, he tells Loki that he wants to know what makes Loki tick. So, um, he tries to basically find out um, if, Loki, do you enjoy killing people? Do you enjoy hurting people? You know, that, um, and uh, so he, he's asking Loki all these questions, and it's basically like a, like a psychological um, examination or something. And he says he's uh, a big fan of Loki. Um, and he shows Loki, like, his, his highlights of the stuff that he's done. And hilariously, <laughs> um, they give us a little comic relief with all the mind-blowing lore and crazy stuff that they just introduced. Um, Loki getting dared by Thor and, and Heimdall um, to, to, to be D.B. Cooper. And, um, and, and to rob the plane, if you guys don't know who D.B. Cooper is, um, and you aren't familiar with, uh, like, uh, conspiracy theories and, and stuff like that, I, which is really fun, I was really into it when I was little, um, D.B. Cooper essentially was, um, this guy who hijacked an airline flight and requested a bunch of money to be transported onto the jet, given to him, um, and then he jumped. He he jumped off the plane with the cash and was never found. And there are a couple people they've thought might be DB Cooper, and they found some cash, but oh, they've never really been able to find him. A lot of some people think he's dead. Some people think he just died of old age. Some people think he's still living somewhere, sitting on a porch, at like a hundred years old. Um, he's bald, got no teeth, but he is rolling in a bath of money. Anyway, um, so in this series, and the MCU, it turns out that D.B. Cooper was actually Loki, and the reason no one ever found him was because he was beamed up back into Asgard by Heimdall with Bifrost. That was hilarious to me. Um, it, was a fun, it was a fun little bit of... Uh, just, just a fun little bit of comic relief, you know? Some people were expecting that that was, an, uh, that, that was another Loki variant that we were going to be encountering, I wasn't too sure. I, I, I had a feeling that it was going to be comic relief, and, and it was. And I'm so glad it was, because it was hilarious. Um, I was laughing my head off at that. Um, so anyway, we, we had that hilarious little break from the crazy... Um, from the, from the crazy, um, <laughs> crazy lore and, and all the stuff that we uh, were getting from that. And... I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I've really been enjoying the episode so far. And if you guys have been enjoying my podcast so far, I think you might like my sponsor, Anchor. We'll be right back after these messages. And we are back. Um, so, Loki is able to... Um, he's able. He, he figures out a way to escape from Mobius and Mobius. He slips the little... Um, uh, like thing that controls where he is at any point in time um and that's connects to his collar which is mobius has been using to to stop him from running away or you know punching or killing mobius or or um you know just escaping in general uh so loki's able to pickpocket mobius and then he take uses that to take off his collar um and he straps the collar around the hunter um hunter like B fifty one or something. That's that's all it says for the subtitles. It doesn't give her a name. Um, and so he straps her on her neck because she's come to take him. 
so he straps it around her neck and escapes. And Loki and, um, uh, and Mobius basically gets blamed for it. Loki escapes, and he runs into this like desk guy, and he threatens to um, <laughs> gut him like a fish. And the guy has no idea uh, what what a, what a fish is, and it's kind of hilarious. It's a little, it's a little bit surreal because that guy has literally spent his entire life behind a desk. He was created to work at a desk job, which is kind of frightening. Um, and anything he doesn't need to know, he doesn't know. But uh, anyway, it was also a little bit of comic relief as well. And. So he opens, and so basically, uh, Loki explained to him that's death, violent, painful death. Um, so he uh, and and uh, so basically, the the desk guy helps hide him, and then uh, he he gets his drawer open. Basically, um, he opens up one of the drawers in his desk, and there is like I think it was like twelve Infinity Stones in there. Loki obviously freaks out. He's like losing his mind, basically, because he just saw these Infinity Stones that he's been, you know, trying to find um, uh, for Thanos. He's been trying to conquer Earth, but he, he's been trying to find these for Thanos. Uh, imagine if it was Thanos there, though, and he just sees, like, 12 Infinity Stones sitting there. His entire... He spent his entire life um, searching for them, and the TVA uh, desk guy said that they use them as paperweights. <laughs> which is priceless. You know, we've been building up to that in the MCU for 10 plus years. And the TVA uses them as paperweights, infinity stone paperweights. Um, Thanos spent his entire life trying to find TVA paperweights. I just cannot, I, I can't express how hilarious that is to me. Um, so I'm loving this series so far. Uh, I'm definitely enjoying it any more than the other two Disney Plus series so far, and it is hilarious and awesome and crazy and mind blowing and everything that I wanted this series to be so far. So Loki is able to escape, and he ends up go, uh, rewinding himself all the way back to um, where he was in <coughs> in the um, uh, in in Mobius's office, where Mobius showed him, you know, his his highlights and and him as DB Cooper, and he's where he figures out how to work the machine and is able to see his uh, the, the the rest of his arc, you know, his um his mother's death, his father's death, him growing closer with his brother Thor, um, then becoming real brothers, you know, and 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 getting their bond. And then dying at the hands of Thanos after trying to save his brother. And that shakes Loki like it would anyone. Because Loki's whole thing is that he's burdened with glorious purpose. You know? And and um, he, that he was born to rule. And he just sees his life play out. And at no point did he really rule. I mean, for a short period in Thor Ragnarok, in between Thor Ragnarok and the Dark World, he was king of Asgard, but it wasn't even really him. He was just pretending to be Odin. At no point was Loki sitting on the throne as Loki, not pretending to be someone else, just ruling King Loki. And uh, no point did that exist. And Loki is shattered by that because he just saw his entire life play out, and he has no glorious purpose he is nothing, and that is a sobering thought for anyone. For anyone, um, 
and the, Tom Hiddleston, the actor, reacted to this perfectly. He acts it up in the scene. It is amazing. Um, and it is really, really interesting. Uh, his, his Loki's reaction to that, and obviously he's, he's still going to be the same Loki we know. Um, he's not going to be the Loki from Infinity War or after Ragnarok or um, any of that. He's still going to be the Avengers, uh, the post-Avengers Loki, but also not at the same time. He's changed. He's seen what his life is supposed to be, what it's supposed to play out like. And he and he now knows that there's no way for him to go back because if he does go back, he's going to die. That's his set course. His whole purpose, his glorious purpose in life, is to die at the hands of Thanos. Just another dead Asgardian on the ship. So, after this sobering thought, um, Mobius walks in. They regain hold of him. And um, Loki agrees to work with them, basically. And then we cut to a bunch of agents getting killed by this mysterious hooded figure. They were lured to this oil field in, um, I want to say it was like 1850-something. Again, they, they show us the time, which I'm, I assume may be important, cause, or maybe they're just showing us the time for purpose. Maybe the time will come to play later. I don't know yet. You know, the TVA is all about time, and um, uh, there's a lot of clock symbolism and tree symbolism and stuff in, in the TVA. But, so, the time may or, the time and the date may or may not come into play later. I'm not sure. But as of right now, I think it was 1850-something, and it's an oil field. And so four TVA members are lured, are lured there uh, with a standard time violation, and they bring along with them a little reset thing, which I have theories about, very dark theories about, and they are burned alive. Burned alive, which is, I don't think any, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've ever seen anyone burned alive before in the MCU. Um, maybe, ah, that's not true, probably in Iron Man 3. Probably somewhere in there. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but it's probably somewhere in Iron Man 3 with all the, you know, <laughs> crazy fire-powered disease beings running around. It was it was a movie, um, but we're not talking about that. So it seems like one of the first times we've seen a human get burned alive. I'm just going to say that. So, um, oh... It's right. Yeah, I know. In Iron Man three, when they were getting all their tests, they they totally burned alive there um, on video cam footage, but they were fine. Anyway, and then they turned into like the the fire beings or whatever fire zombies. Anyway, so we see the TVA agents get burned alive horrifically. One of them escapes, and I don't know if it was just me. I think on my trailer breakdown of the channel, uh, on my YouTube channel Marvel Muse, uh, which is where all of this started. Um, I think I said something about it looking like Bucky, and I thought this was an I thought it was an alternate timeline where Bucky was Cap because it, it in that shot it does look like he's wearing a Captain America helmet and it looks like a Captain America uniform. Um, 
obviously it isn't now. Now we know it isn't. It's a t- it's a TVA uniform. It's a TVA guy. And he has the beard. And honestly, he, the 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 actor that played that guy honestly looks like a cross. At first, I was like, it has to be a cameo or something. He looks like he looked like Chris Evans with the beard. He really did to me. And when I saw it in in um in the trailer, I thought it's either Bucky from an alternate timeline where he becomes Captain America, or it's an alternate timeline where that bad guy killed um Captain killed Steve Rogers when he was nomad in Infinity War. And all of you know I'm I'm Captain America's my favorite, so I would really, really be upset if they killed off Steve Rogers in this. Um obviously wouldn't be dead for long because it, it would it would be a branch timeline that would get erased. Again, more on that later. But it would just be shocking. And um, and Chris Chris Evans has said he's willing to come back for like cameos, and he may, and he's working out a deal with Marvel Studios right now. They're talking about it, and I'm super excited because I want to see him return. Um, but Chris Evans said it has to be good. It can't just be fan service. So obviously that TVA agent wasn't Captain America, but he did look a lot like him, maybe just in that one shot. Anyway, he dies. It sounds like he gets like his head cut off or he gets stabbed or something, but it's off screen, so we don't see it, thankfully, because this is Disney+. Plus. Um, by the way, I just want to say, um, Disney+, Plus is the Disney+, Plus shows are, are um, they have some dark moments. I mean, I, this is the first time anyone's been burned alive on Disney+, Plus, um, on Disney+, Plus show. This is the first time... And in Falcon Winter Soldier, we saw um, we saw John Walker, Captain America, kill a terrorist, um, which was pretty brutally. I'm not gonna lie; he's like, like it. It's a little bit iffy. It looked like he kind of like slammed it into his gut, and it also looked like he slammed it into his neck or like his head or something. But in the exterior shot, uh, it looks like he slammed it into like his neck and cut his head off. But in the exterior shot, it looks like his head is intact and he's fine. So. It, Maybe he stabbed it, stabbed him in the chest with a shield or something. Anyway, um, he's a terrorist. He killed people. I am not talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Anyway, so the terrorist that John Walker killed, he was a terrorist. His mission was to take them out, and he shouldn't have gotten kicked out of the military. I'm sorry I, I had to say that again. I just... bugs me. Anyway, we're talking about Loki. Loki. So, um... And then the mysteriously hooded figure picks up the, um... Picks up the little uh, timeline reset device, which is what the last surviving TVA agent was crawling towards. So... The hand that we see... It might just be me. It looks feminine. So I'm thinking this is, this is Sophia DiMartino's character, Lady Loki. And as Mobius says later, um, you know, the, uh, the, the person that's killing all their men is a Loki variant. So, um, so they're after another Loki. So it looks like it's going to be Lady Loki. And it looks like that's what the hooded figure is. Um, there's also, they also encounter some bodies in the temple, in, in like a temple. Mobius goes over there and he talks to this little girl. I think it's a little girl. I'm, I'm having a little trouble recalling. Uh, I can look it up. I think it was a little girl though. And she, he like shows this little holographic device or whatever. 
and then they have um and then she shows him and like a, she smiles at him her teeth are blue so he wonders what's going on and she pulls out like a pack of gum which clearly you shouldn't have in like the 16th century and he looks up and there's this mural of and i'm gonna say don't get triggered mephisto on the wall so Mephisto in the show. Mephisto in the show. This is this is what it is. It's all about Mephisto now. Mephisto is the main villain. Mephisto's been controlling anything, everything. Uh, Mobius is Mephisto. They both have M. Their names both start with M. Confirmed. That's it. End of end of podcast. Just kidding. Um, no, obviously Mephisto is not in this, but um, it was a little nod to you know the devil, um, and Lady Loki and Loki in the comics traditionally. Uh, has like the horned helmet of that that looks like a devil, and the devil in that um, portrait is is wearing green robes, much like Loki does. Uh, another hint that it is Loki. And by the way, you don't usually that's not very common. You don't usually see um, uh, demons sitting on thrones or or um. Uh, the devil sitting on a throne in, in, in a church. I'm just going to throw that out there. So that seemed a little weird. Um, maybe we'll see what happened there later. Maybe it was modified. I, I, we'll see what happened. Anyway, Mobius tells her to go outside, tells the little kid to go outside, and then they reset the timeline. Again, we don't see what happens when they reset the timeline. And you can tell that Mobius feels a little... feels feels bad when they reset the timeline. You can see it in, in like his eyes and his face. He, you can see regret. Because he just talked to the little girl, and now they're going to reset the timeline. I'm going to explain what I think happens when they reset the timeline at the end of my recap. So, they've done all of this, right? And the episode, the episode is pretty much over. Um, and that, that's pretty much that's pretty much my entire recap, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think some scenes were out of order, but I'm just kind of going uh, over them as they as they pop in my mind. Most of them were in order, but I think the the finding the body scenes and the TVA agents getting burned alive were out of order. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally talk about what I think the timeline erasing device is. So. When that one guy whose father, like, owned Goldman Sachs or something got erased, like, this weird, like, purple energy was, um, like, erased his entire body. It was kind of reminiscent of what the Grandmaster did in uh, Thor Ragnarok to that one guy who was, um, we don't really know what he did. I don't think they said what he did. Anyway, so, um... It was reminiscent of that, but this weird purple energy like consumed him, and it's the same purple energy that we see in these trailer shots of Sofia Di Martino's character, Lady Loki, uh, sitting on like this rock, and there's the moon exploding, and and um, the universe, entire universe, is, looks like it's dying, and the purple energy is swelling all around her, and it looks like she's standing on a barren planet, possibly Earth. But and and uh, Loki's coming out of like portals, wearing his TVA uniform, um, you know, TVA jacket and all that, trying to um, trying to help her escape. And 
we and and um I, I mentioned this earlier but we also see this shot of this little piece of dirt getting consumed or like imploding almost uh cons- surrounded by this purple energy and i think this is what happens i think this is a big twist that we're going to see i think this is what happens when you erase a timeline and i don't know if the tva are the good guys here and i'm not saying anyone necessarily are the good guys but i think i'm getting a lot of wizard wizard of oz vibes from the um from the tva's like timekeepers the the time god lizard things that they have statues of all over the place i'm getting wizard of oz vibes you know because loki asked to see them in the courtroom he has to see if he can speak to the timekeepers and um she and he asked them and and she she says that they're busy. So we ask them what they're doing. She says dictating the proper flow of time. He asks her what her job is, and she says dictating the proper flow of time is is they, is they dictate it, which is really a non-answer. Um, it really does seem like they either don't exist, or that they are complete frauds. Something's fishy is going on with the TVA. Something fishy is going on with the TVA, and um. There's a character from the comics known as, um, and I'm going to go a little into the TVA's history here, but the TVA was essentially created, um, the first TVA uh, agent was created by this, by the last TVA agent in existence named he, um, let's see, what was his name? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see, it was he, TVA agent he he who remains excuse me um blanked on that for a second and he's his his name is he who remains and he's the last tva agent the end of existence and he creates the tva so that they can safeguard time um so they don't reach this bleak existence anyway it's really confusing there's a lot of crazy stuff but essentially he's the one who created the tva in the comics and it's difficult for us to tell if they're retconning it or if this is or if they're still doing that, but it's just a lie that's given to us that the timekeepers created this sacred timeline and all of this. And it seems a lot like um it seems very, very it's it's suspicious to say the least. Um so I would watch out for the TVA. They seem to have um, this, this something fishy is going on. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something fishy. So I would keep watching the TVA. Um, their timeline device is almost certainly um, destroying timelines and um, killing the trillions of people in those timelines. Um, maybe even. Uh, I mean, we don't know how many species and planets and and um uh how much life there is in the in in each uh branch timeline in the universe but it seems like there's quite a lot so i would say like quadrillions of 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 lives uh above trillions because there's billions on earth let alone so an unfathomable amount of people essentially um way more than thanos ever did with that simple one device and we don't know why Sophia Martino's character is collecting these. Um, 
maybe to try perhaps her world is um the world that she comes from is 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 uh, like dying um it's 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 in the process of being erased but she's found a way to stop it um or pause it at least momentarily and she's trying to find she's trying to get these things um uh these these devices to see if she can reverse engineer it to reverse the um to reverse the device's explosion, to reverse the uh, to reverse the erasing of her timeline, and maybe Loki will help her with that. Um, I don't think Sofia Di Martino's character is going to be the main bad, and I don't know if the TVA is going to be the main bad either. I don't know. We don't know yet. Um, but also, Richard E. Grant is is plays a character in the series, and we don't know yet who he plays. He could be playing an older version of Loki. Um, it's speculated he could also be playing Doom, but I would doubt that he would show up in this. Um, but, I mean, you never know. You never know with Doom. Um, there also may be some times with King the Conqueror, who is a time-traveling, um, uh, terrorist, basically, um, who is a big enemy of the TVA, and I'm thinking maybe one of the, um, one of the timekeepers could possibly, uh, either be Kang, or have helped Kang, or have deserted the others, and maybe becomes Kang. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm thinking maybe one of them broke off from the others. We know um, Kang the Conqueror will be played by Jonathan Majors in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is also coming out, which is something I'm, I'm very excited for. Um, and again, we've... we've um, we don't know. <laughs> we just don't know what to expect. Um, so... Essentially, what we are seeing is we don't know who the villains are. We don't know who the heroes are. Um, if there even really are any heroes in the series, you know, Loki is a villain. Some people might say he's an anti-hero. Um, so at very best, it seems like we're not anti-heroes. Our main protagonist is at best an anti-hero. Um, it doesn't seem like there's really any heroes in the series, and that's an interesting thing that we've never done before in the MCU, a series where there are no heroes. Um, and I'm reserving judgment on the TVA. Part of me wants them to be good, just because I love Owen Wilson and his portrayals so much. I don't know much about Owen Wilson himself, but um, I'm a big fan of a lot of his work. Uh, I love Wes Anderson films, and he's in a lot of them. Um, and I've also tried to do impressions of Owen Wilson before. You know, wow, you know. Um, do a lot of different crazy things. Uh, and even this episode, you know, he was talking with Loki, and uh, his his voice is so unique, and you can just kind of hear it you know, when he talks. You know, he, he enunciates the A and stuff like that. Um, it's just really interesting, you know. Um, and all of his lines are just somehow like more fun or something. I'm not, I'm not really sure, you know. Um, but it's just it's just way more fun. Uh, for me personally, to hear these lines spoken by Owen Wilson, because it, it just sounds um, so much more interesting when it's when something is said by him, rather than someone who talks like this. Loki is bad. I talk like this, as opposed to someone someone with a unique voice like Owen Wilson. Loki's bad. You know, he's he's really bad. Uh, that's way more interesting to listen to. Um, for me personally, also. Um, one thing that does bug me, and this is off topic for Loki, Owen Wilson's nose 
really bugs me. And I mean, I, 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 I'm not like trying to be mean to him, but it looks like he's got like a cut on his nose or something. And he has this, um, in every film I've seen him in, uh, but it's just very interesting. I guess that's just the way his, he was, he was born with his nose. It just looks like there's like a cut in it or something like a ridge. Um, maybe he got into like a fight when he was younger and like got slashed with a knife or I don't know. I really don't know anything about Owen Wilson at all, except for the fact that he dresses like cowboys in interviews. And I think that is awesome. Uh, actually I think it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so <sighs> predictions for upcoming things. The TVA is not an altruistic operation. The um, the timekeepers uh, and the sacred timeline are all either frauds or don't exist. Um, the sacred timeline thing, that whole thing is, is definitely uh, a bunch of... Um, it's, it's definitely made up of... Um, It's 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 a tale that's being spun by the TVA that they want you and other uh, people who are being prosecuted by the TVA to believe, um, and maybe even most TVA agents believe that, and it's just being and it, it's just the higher ups in the TVA who who know about the truth, who know that there is no such thing as a sacred timeline, um, and that the timekeepers themselves are really just. Uh, frauds, you know, the, the, the man behind the curtain in Wizard of Oz. These big, tall things, but underneath, they're really just this little tiny guy working the controls. Um, oh. Uh, this is a crazy theory. The timekeepers actually don't exist, and the person behind the controls is Kang the Conqueror. That would be insane. There's no way that's going to happen, but if that did, that would be absolutely crazy and insane i it would blow my mind if that had happened that would absolutely blow my mind imagine the reactions on people if they saw that and they just they like they throw open the curtain and behind it is just kang the conqueror just standing there and he's been using the tva for his own gain to create um to have his own uh for his own properties that would be that would be insane that would be absolutely insane be nuts and the whole sacred timeline thing is it's just the timeline that benefits him the most all right anyway enough that that theory is there's no way that theory is going to happen it's just fun to speculate it would be insane um sophia de martino's character is almost certainly the hooded figure richard e grant will probably be playing an older loki that we may see later um and we meet and, and and if we're talking about cameos that we might see, um, I mean, there's a, there's a number of people who could cameo. Um, I don't really. Um, I'm not entirely sure uh, if we should get our hopes up for a cameo because. The last time we got our hopes up for a cameo was in Wanda. Um, was in WandaVision. We all know how let down we were by that. Um, but I gotta be honest. The future of Loki and the show is great. Uh, it's bright. 
you know, and it is glorious to watch the show and it is truly an experience that I cherish. And, um, I was so excited when it first dropped and I watched the whole thing. It was amazing. So, so far it is a great, great show. We're not getting into politics. We're not getting into, um, promising a bunch of things that are never going to happen. It looks like we're just getting a good, well-written, crazy bonkers show, which is something I have wanted from the start. Something we all thought WandaVision was going to be, and it looks like we finally got that with Loki. <sighs> the future of the MCU is brighter than ever before. Thanks for tuning in to Muse Live, and I'll see you next time.